she's 90 my tag Just letting it all hang out She's a friend Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Pod. My name is Ben Lomas, and sitting at opposite me is a fiend for food festivals. It's the one and only Dilruk Jaya Sigar. Thank you, Ben. Finally, some kind of useful and meaningful <laughs> intros as opposed to the horrendous stuff that you've been bringing to the table well, the last few it was weeks. topical it was topical it was very topical because you're right yesterday was sunday april 14th and i uh, which is uh, the sri lankan new year it's the singhalese and tamil tamil new year so happy new year happy new year to you too suba alut aurudak weva which is what we say in singhalese <laughs> and is that how you say it well, yeah, if you want to be a little extra juju on it. Juju. It's like it's just saying Happy New Year. Oh, it's happy. like, Happy New Year! Then do it like that in the way in, in that language. Subaluta da Cueva! Okay. I'll, I'll can I have a go. What a roadblock. Okay, here we go. Subaluta da Cueva. Subaru Latte! <laughs> I, I actually didn't want to pay that, but it just like you drugged, you pulled it out of me. Well done. <laughs> I was like, you fucker. Right, all right, fair enough. But yeah, it is uh, the Singalese and Tamil New Year. And yesterday they were having a festival at the Vic Markets, the Sri Lankan um, food festival by, I should give them a shout out, Footy Melbourne. They were really, uh, oh. Footy Trails, they're called Footy Trails. They do a lot of uh, food festivals and uh, walking tours of food and stuff in the yep. city. They're good people. Uh, Himanshu, shout out, great work. Himanshi, sorry, my name's all <laughs> Uh, it's been a long uh, couple of weeks. It, it is a big uh, but, uh, but yeah, they were all so lovely. And um, I, uh, I was a guest host, basically. I was like the yep. MCing of the night. And that uh, was quite exciting because I think I finally got to know uh, what every day for Dave Hughes must be like. Because <laughs> <laughs> every number- day just... Hosting something. No, because the number of people from the Sri Lankan community that, that were excited to see me, but genuinely excited to see me. Like, I had generations, like, so there'll be like kids, people our age, either coming and saying, Hey, this is my mom and this is my dad. He'd really like to meet you because he's from Sri Lanka. We were born here, but he was from your country. Or this, oh, that's he, really he, nice. He went to your school. And then I was chatting to one guy who went with my dad's class, year level. He said, oh, I think I know your father. And then uh, then there was the other generation, which is parents who were showing their like eight year olds and 10 year olds trying to take photos with me and stuff like that's that. That's really so, cute. Yeah, I felt really cool about it. It was fucking awesome, right? Your but community. Then, and, and the person who knew your dad, like, did they go to the same school or? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he thinks he's, he vaguely might have an idea because my dad was a great sportsman. He was Did crazy. he also have uh, nine hernia operations? Eight, please don't be crazy. It's all the eight. Actually, I asked dad the other day. He goes eight and he goes, oh, maybe not. <laughs> he can't even remember. But uh, uh, yeah, so I hosted that, but it also meant that he came with a lot of food. Yeah, you sent me like, a couple of pictures where I was just like, fuck, there he is again. Oh, it's man. Like, I thought I, I caught up, we caught up for lunch and I thought that was the cheat day. Well, we've got to talk about that as well. So, but, but this brings me back because like, you were doing a food festival and there is another food festival coming up, which I'd like to take you to. Now, every year, and it's been cancelled for the last couple of years. So why years, would you take me to it? Uh, because it's traditional Dutch food. The Dutch food festival is coming up. Now, I love it that they're attempting to have a food festival because from your country, you have uh, different types of food. But in Holland, the food is pretty shit. Ooh. And it's just fried food. That's pretty much. Little well, pancakes. Is it fried and balls. tasty? It is definitely fried and tasty. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I just love it that it's back because it goes from the weird thing from it's like donuts to poffages, which are little pancakes with just heaps of butter and sugar, yeah. and then everything else fried. So they've got everything fried. So you can have an what apple date? Flop, 
Uh, again, they're just sizzling it, but they don't have a date. <laughs> so this is like you no, with no, this wait, podcast. Wait, 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 wait. Basically, you make all these promises. But then they were like, so do you want to be involved? And so I've just been pissing myself. Going, of course, I'd love to be involved. But you, you got to have a date. You, you, ah, you so gotta they want have, you to represent yeah. the committee. Then I did it a couple of years ago when they did like the big Queen's uh, King's birthday, which is on the last uh, day of uh, April. Uh, they had this big party to celebrate the King's birthday. So oh, they kind of wait, you dress in orange? Yes. I, I remember trying to drink with some uh, Dutch backpackers. Yeah, they, they love were, it. They had like paint, they had like white, orange and white on their yeah. face. And they What's go, it called? It's called Oranje Fest of Koning Inadach. Uh, okay, I'm not going to try and do yeah, what no, you no, did. Yeah, no, no, try that. Koning Inadach. Well, now it's Co- actually... Uh, Coding in a duck. Yeah, well, fuck, that was great. Because I'm a good guy, as opposed to you. <laughs> as opposed the, to your the, racism. Uh, but, no, but uh, how's this? The Dutchies, then they t- taught me a phrase about how to say cheers in Dutch. Yeah. Um, and we were saying it all night. We were yeah, drinking yeah. and stuff like that. And then we took them to the footy next day. We went to a... It was Carlton versus Hawthorne uh, at the G. And there was this amazing moment where Brendan Fravola could have kicked a winning goal, but he tipped the oh, post. I remember, remember that, that game? Yes, yeah, I remember yeah. that game. And uh, so these guys had a great time and we kept drinking with them. And then that's... Like 24 hours later after we've been hanging out is when they finally told me, oh, you probably shouldn't say that thing we taught you about cheers because it means I'm a big fuckhead. (laughs) (laughs) So they had lied to me and they were just laughing at me that entire time that I was like, I don't know whatever the phrase was. I wonder what phrase it was. It was something along those like, I'm a a moron or whatever. He's laughing at me basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, know, I'm a dumb fuck or whatever. So yeah, uh, I hate the Dutch. (laughs) Well, it's funny because I remember doing it to a friend of mine because I saw like a couple of Dutchies do it. I don't know if it's a thing, but like when you meet someone, you go like Huyadak, which is you know, like, you know, good day, mm. or Huhatet, which is how are you? Huhanda. Huhatet. Huhanda is like a really bad Sinhalese word. Oh, really? Yeah, so we're very close there. Well, but then it's really funny because it's one of the few languages that actually has a word for cunt. Like usually that, like you know, like that sort of heavy. You know how it's like such a bad word in the English language. In Holland, it's the same. Like it's just is frowned upon. Yeah, but it sounds really. Because it's called Kurt. Oh, say again? Kurt. Kurt. Yeah. <laughs> like Kurt Russell. Like. <laughs> yeah, Kurt. Yeah, right. So, say you too. But then, so anyway, with my friend over here, uh, uh, no, no, when we were over there and he came to visit me while I was living in the Netherlands. Uh, Is this my, Eric? Uh, yeah, Eric. So, Eric, uh, who does listen to the show. How are you, Eric? Um, he was like, oh, no, you just like make up a phrase and what you do to people's. Uh, when they introduce themselves, go lekker trekker. Now, lekker is what you say uh, when something's like really nice. You're like, oh, this is lekker, or you're having a great time. This is lekker. But lekker trekker means um, just great wank. <laughs> <laughs> so I just watch my mate Tim just go, just introduce, go, lekker trekker. <laughs> while you're shaking the person's hand, it just yeah, makes yeah. them feel so uncomfortable. And they just yeah, laugh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I remember after a while, he goes, yeah, every time I introduce myself, they, they laugh, but I just feel like because I'm Australian, I'm a bit of a character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what a hurricane. <laughs> he, he loves a good wank. Good wank. Hey, so, yeah, so, okay, I'm happy to go to you, to you, to this festival with you. Yeah, I, I would really like it because the jump between, like, it's just, there's no such thing as healthy food. The only healthy food is they've got this thing called a hussar salada, which is... <laughs> 
which is which is pretty much potatoes. Hussar salada. Hussar uh, salada. <laughs> say that again. Hussar salada. That, that part after you say hussar, yeah, it's, it's like you give up. It's like you start off all excited and then yeah. you just give up going. Well, I never liked it. Well, that was I the only healthy option. Mind. But it just goes olive oil, potato, like anything fried, every fruit, like apple flopper, fried apple. <laughs> like, it's just a joke. <laughs> can right? I just can I my nickname for you be apple flopper? Yeah, apple flopper. <laughs> and like I remember, and then you go to these big. Like these big Oli Bowl stands, what they call is like these big trucks where they just oh sell. God, I need a fucking fried, dictionary for this app. Fried, just fried food, and then every time you get like a fried food in home, they put icing sugar on it, but they put like a mountain oh, on yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the only reason they put a mountain on it, you're like, that's too much. But the reason being is because it's so cold and windy. As soon as you turn around, half of it just disappears. <laughs> And then you got the perfect amount. Maybe that's a weight loss technique we haven't even discussed yet, where you eat in the wind, so most yeah. of the food just flies away. <laughs> but then the other job is, which I've never liked, but it's just like fried, fatty, fried, fatty, one salad that you never want to eat, and then herring. And that's the other I one. I love herring. See, I roll don't mops. get it. I love roll mops. Uh, oh, God. Like, so good. I go to Vic Markets just for that. Yeah, I just don't, I don't understand the raw, just fish in salt and onions. Fuck, man. We haven't even talked about like the, all the fried stuff for people, for any Dutchies out there. But like my favorite meal of all time in Holland is called Patatje Orloch. <laughs> Do not touch me. I put Orloch. <laughs> but Patatje Orloch. Don't well, touch it. It's is, is called fries, uh, but it's the, the name of that one is Orloch is war. So it's war of fries, right? Oh, right? wow. And the reason is that being, where the Lord was created. Well, I'm always curious because it is done from a Belgian guy who set that up. What Lord of the Fries? Uh, yeah. So oh. I'm just like I, I just want to know because the, the combination it's the greatest combination. It's fries, yeah, satay sauce, mayonnaise. Wait, not satay sauce. Satay sauce is from fucking Malaysia and no, no, Singapore. In, Indonesia because the Indonesian oh. can, like is huge in Holland. So it just okay. like All so right. it was okay, satay sauce, uh, and then mayonnaise. And then, uh, and then, uh, really fine chopped up onion. Oh that my combination, God, that is amazing. It's it's absolutely Why did you insane. Open with that, without telling me oh, about fucking potatoes. <laughs> but it's it's amazing, and it's just like I remember like yeah. explaining to a friend of mine. He's like, "That's going to be disgusting." I said, "No, what is it? It's a war between mayonnaise and satay sauce, and the onions are the peacekeeper." <laughs> Is that really? Or oh, you just made it up? Yeah. Oh my god, I hate you! I uh, we speaking of uh, fried and fun stuff. You and I went on an adventure on Saturday. Yes, we did. We got invited by well, I got invited and I took you to yes. um, to your f- old favorite hangout. Very old favorite. Uh, it's, not, oh, it's still a favorite. Hangout. It's still a favorite. But uh, we got I got invited by Fried and Tasty to come and have one of my cheat days at their <laughs> place, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'd love to take it." So I took you and uh, the wonderful artist James Fosdyke, who. People will know who does his artwork for Tofob, uh, all of Will Anderson's posters. Yeah. He's an incredible artist. And Dollop on the Dollop uh, posters, oh, all he his. He too, yeah. Uh, he uh, was in town, so I invited him as well. And the three of us went to Fried and Tasty, <laughs> and it was quite an experience for you because you hadn't been there in – so you live nearby. Yes, I do live nearby. Live and it. you hadn't been there in so long. Yeah, and that's because I I had developed an addiction. So I was there – I was, I think, there on the opening day. <laughs> When it opened. So about four years ago. Uh, yeah. So oh, wow. So I was. So there. It's like me with McDonald's. Remember that story? That, yeah. Uh, that it was. I think it was. Uh, I was one of the first ten customers of McDonald's Sri Lanka ever. Yeah. I took the day <laughs> off school to get there. <laughs> and what did you get? Big Mac meal. Because that's the one you know most about uh, yeah. movies and stuff. You want to know what it is. And then when that was done, I was like, I needed a McChicken. So I went and got a McChicken just you by itself. So you were the well, in the top first ten people to first ten first I was ten in the line and then the and first. 100 
Because well, yeah, you're right. You're right. Exactly. I would yeah. have probably you got two stats. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I never thought of it like that. That's so funny. So, yeah. But with this, with fat, it was like it was. That so thing. the place, a fried and tasty, is called Fat. Yeah, for short. And uh, and so uh, when it opened, it was it was a really weird vibe in the neighborhood because everyone's like, it's fancy cafes. Here's this fried chicken popping up. So mm. everyone was just like a bit dubious. But I was like, nah, this is great. And the one thing I was hoping they would do is thick shakes, and they. Mike, I'll put it out there. Probably the best thick shakes I think in so Melbourne. Too. It it's is just the one that Cody yep. reckons is the best because yeah. he has a Milo and salted caramel combo thick shake. Great combo. Um, and then sometimes, uh, so there was a period where, uh, so cut back. I was going every day for a thick shake. And this is like, and so, and the best, this is so bad. Nah. And this brings back bad memories. Yeah, of course. But what happens is, I'd be like to Maya, I'd be like, hey, it'd be like late at night. <laughs> And I'd be like, oh, you know what we're out of? Baking soda. <laughs> and then I'd go to the IGA and then go to the, go to fat, get me because they were over till 10 and then come back. And she's like, well, we didn't, we didn't need any baking soda. I was like, ah, oh, just in case. So bad. It's so fucking crazy. It's just and so I'd have one. Tell, can you tell people the the the, the stand up bit that you had? Ah, uh, yeah. So based on the, truth. Yeah. Uh, so there was a bit where there was you know one every other year where you um I was just like okay this is the year news resolution we've all been there so I, I did it and I was walking there with Maya walking past and this has been like a couple of you know a couple of years uh, and I was maybe into Jan mm. and as I was walking past Maya turns to me and goes hey look look it's great you've said news resolution but be honest with me have you been in there and she's pointing to fat she's like have you been in there since your news resolution and I was like I got a bit annoyed like I was trying how to like, dare you yeah, yeah. how come dare on, you mate. like come support on. Me. We're, yeah, and we're, she goes, we're, she we're goes, loving family. You need to trust me. <laughs> well, this is before kids. Yeah, right, right, so right, she right. was just like, uh, or maybe Minky B. She was like, look, okay, fine. Okay, fine. I believe you. But why are they waving at you? Let's <laughs> 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 just in on the other side. And I'll hey, man. Hey, man. Because they um, used to hand me, like, okay, classic example. I tried to stop going there and mm-hmm. there was this amazing moment where we were driving and we're at the traffic lights and yep. Fat's there and then Imar sees me and he just runs in and just gives me, he goes, oh, there was fries left over and just hands it through to the car. Oh, my God. And my kids are like, fucking, Dad's the best man in the world. Oh, my God. And I was just like, just What an example you said. Oh, it was just brutal. And he goes, I've even put the sweet peanut sauce on it for you. I was like, thanks, mate. You just have your head out like of the car like a dog <laughs> as they're just throwing chips into it. Yeah, it was absolutely. A great place, an amazing stuff. So delicious. Uh, in fact, the uh, one of the owners, uh, Socrates, he was uh, really kind and lovely talking to us. But he actually told us about his own journey. Yeah, um, that he had gone from 150 kilos down to 78, and he showed us a photo. Yeah, that video was insane. He's shredded. Uh, and he was telling me about the skin and stuff like that. That the loose skin eventually kind of evens out. So for me, not to freak out about my wrinkles. yeah, I wanted to pick his brain. More about that. Did you though? Because then he told me he opened Fried and Tasty and then put on 30 kilos. (laughs) 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 It's a hilarious story because it's just like, oh, I'm fit, I'm healthy, oh, I'm going to stick to my lifestyle. Let's open a chicken store. (laughs) 
<laughs> but he, at least like that's what I loved about the chat with him because he was yeah. so honestly because he goes it's tough it is tough it's really hard once but you-, you know his background because they had a chicken shop in Geelong so he 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 started his dad had the original recipe so him and his cousin they they had a fish and chip outfit uh, sh- uh, no it was a chicken shop with chips. Uh, in Geelong, and then he wanted to set one up in Melbourne, and then he came up with Fried and Tasty. Wow, that's amazing. And so now they've expanded. They've gone into Smith Street. They're doing really well. But we want to give them a shout-out because they were so lovely yeah. to us because uh, I ended up having a, an off-the-menu burger, which was yeah. uh, like a – was it a fried chicken uh, thing with chips on chips. the top? Yeah. Uh, cheese? Yeah. Fried chicken, then more chips? Yeah. And gravy poured right through? Through. So that when you're going towards the final bite, all you have is just this soggy mess of gravy yeah. chips. There's nothing and, left of that bun. It's so Fucking it's good. The dirty old. Is that what it's called? Because yeah. I just hit them up asking because I've got. A, I want to post about it on Instagram. Yeah. But uh, the dirty, dirty old. old. And then I had a thick shake, which was salted caramel and uh, uh, Milo. Yep. You only had the milkshake, and you just yeah, snacked on a couple of chips and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I had uh, macaroni and cheese. Uh, James <laughs> had the sandwich, <laughs> uh, and I had uh, w- wings that were. Um, I uh, loved your discussion about wings because every time I've eaten with you, you, you well, are quite particular. And drumstick. There was two drumsticks as well. <laughs> so hot, hot, hot. I, let me finish the menu first. <laughs> Oh, and then after you left, I got dessert. I got waffles. <laughs> I've never tried them. <laughs> with the honeycomb and ice cream. It was incredible. What's your issue with my wings? No, no issue. It's just like you're quite particular of how you like them. Like you're like, what do you have you? hot sauce? Do you have this? I'm uh, not particular have... at all. Oh, no, see, no, 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 no. You, you have completely misunderstood me at multiple Because I just go hot wings, whatever. Really? No, wings are the like the, the, the most delicate whatever part of Whatever you do them, how, however you would do them, I'll just have them. It's the same. But I just like having knowing what I'm eating, though. Ah, uh, I can't. So, I mean, I'm not particular about like, oh, it has to be this or it has to be that. No, I fucking love wings. And oh, all- you just like to know how they do it. Yeah, yeah. W- yeah which okay. wouldn't you like, especially like if you've got a Korean fried chicken, there's the options of like, uh, you know, soy garlic or sweet chili or whatever. Then when you go, so there's I'm a new place. I'm relatively new to the, I like the Korean, but I've only really recently discovered it. You Have you had gammy? No, see, I have not had gammy. Man, I had a weird moment uh, about a month ago. I got into an Uber. Um, and I just went, I'm like, did you have Gammy? <laughs> and he, he goes, how did you know? I'm like, I just I just know it. So that's my equivalent of I love it because I've heard you talk about it like over the last couple of so years. You've like, not have, had Gammy. I've not had Gammy. Do you want to do Gammy today? I, I, do, I do. I can't do today. But, uh, well, but after I, your shows and stuff. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. You want to do Gammy? We'll do, we'll do Gammy. It's just when you say it. So it's when you, That's what I think. I think that's what I've always never you think sort of. think of someone without a leg? No, I think of that. Let's do Gammy like you're buying some really cheap drug off the street and we're going to do it under the bridge. It feels like that. It feels like that, honestly. Because I, I, I've. Oh, man. They've, let's they've, do gammy. It just, I did. So someone. Uh, let's on do Insta- ketamine. It's, it's not someone far off. hit me up on Instagram uh, saying, "Hey man, uh, I'm in town only for the weekend. Uh, you know, I'm listening to the Fitbit podcast. I uh, know you love fried chicken. Do you want to? Uh, where, where can I get a for good fried chicken? I was like, man, go to gammy, and I yeah. gave him the address. And then as I typed it in, I went, I'm going to gammy, and I just went. <laughs> <laughs> did you? I didn't want Gammy, but I was like, that's why it's like a fucking drug. I'm going Gammy. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, but here's the thing. Um, my wings, I'm happy with it. I have a particular technique of eating wings as yeah. well. People should look it up. It's uh, the actor B.D. Wong, uh, who they will know from Jurassic Park, um, the Asian scientist character. Okay. Uh, he has a video of explaining how the best way to eat chicken wings. It'll change your life. Look it up. Wow. It's hard to explain because you've got to bite the, bite the tip of either side and then debone one of the middle ones and then you just suck it out. 
Wow. Yeah, go look it up. Life um, hacks for life fats. Hacks for f- <laughs> <laughs> um, we want to do a lot of things this episode. I want to yep. catch up. Mainly, I want to do some feedback messages. Yes, we do. Um, we Obviously, we've talked about a lot of the positive feedback messages we get, Ben. But I want to read one that was a bit more negative. Uh, negative in the sense that it was uh, calling us. Um, just wanted to want to make sure that we clarified something. Yep. And I just want to read it out as is. And I've got the permission of them to read this out. Because I want to always uh, make sure that we're giving the right perspective. Uh, I think you and I, maybe, I can't remember which guest we had, but we talked about this concept of health at any size or HES, or HES, or how they pronounce it, uh, about how I said I was, I was uncomfortable with the idea of thinking that, you know, no matter how big you are, that you can be considered healthy or whatever. That's now, kind with, of my issue. That and that I was had. with Jacques Barrett, wasn't it? Well, I wasn't trying to avoid saying which guest, just oh. to try and help him out. But okay, <laughs> thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, you fooled um, me. Some great acting. I know, I know you're acting well, at the moment. You know what? So it was, uh, and the Logie, the yeah. second Logie. Yeah, the app. Uh, <laughs> for outstanding. For outstanding, acting. as opposed to popular. Yeah, yeah, I got it. All right, so here's the lovely message. Uh, she goes, hey, guys, long-time listener, but first-time messenger. I always love hearing your take on uh, different things in weight loss world, but as a dietitian, there have been a couple of occasions when I have just sort of shut my work off, work years off and listened as a layperson. One thing you spoke about in the latest pod was the H-A-E-S or health at every size movement. Working with overweight people most of my career, being directed during uni to focus on BMI and weight loss as a number one goal, I have found haze, let's call it haze, haze, haze. I, I think it's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, uh, BMI and weight loss as number one goal. I have found haze as a breath of fresh air. I think you guys might have mixed up the body positivity space and haste. Um, where body positivity encourages everyone to embrace who they are and eat and drink and exercise as much as little as they want, which can be great uh, from a mental health perspective, but like you mentioned, can be problematic from a health perspective. Haze instead says that size is not the only measure of health. If you stand two women together, 185 kilos, 165 kilograms, you'll probably say the 85 kilograms lady is less healthy. But what if you look at their habits and are that they are both uh, exercise five days per week um, and eat intuitively, focusing on uh, fresh foods with the occasional nice meal out at a restaurant? It doesn't matter what size she is. She's following... Uh, where is this? Where did I lost it? Shit. Ah, it doesn't matter what size she is. She's following good, healthy habits, and therefore she should be treated medically just as an overweight person. Example: total lose weight above all else. But it just acknowledges that people are going to be healthy at various sizes instead of focusing on weight. It focus. Uh, it focuses on the habits which make up a person a healthy person. Sorry for the slight random tone, just my own weight journey. And although I'm considered overweight, I find the chat with people, I find when I chat to people, I'm healthier habit wise than a lot of skinny people are. Uh, I know it can be a bit frustrating, although really love the pod, even Dill going on about fried chicken while I'm trying to knock. Uh, that's so funny that you mentioned that at the end. Uh, Dill going on about fried chicken while I'm trying to knock out my deadlifts. Uh, lol. She didn't say lol, but um, there's a, yeah. um, uh, you know, and look forward to a new episode each week. Cheers. Um, which, uh, which is funny that fried chicken literally was what yeah. I spoke about. That's so fucking great. Uh, but also, yeah, I think, look, that corroborates with what I was worried about. Maybe I, I misunderstood what haze was, or haze. Yeah. Uh, and it seems to be in line with what I was uh, my my reservations about the idea of you know eating at uh, you know whatever you want and not exercising just to you know and say that you're feel you know perfectly healthy. 
And and I think I think I think that's a good way. I think she described it really well. Is that Hayes component is also these people are at a particular stage in their life. So be it in that case eighty five, but they're eating healthy, yeah, uh, and they're you know focusing on, and they might be on a weight loss journey, or they might be happy where they are. But f- at that current position of where they are, they're not gloating on it. I'm feeling because I think where we were coming from is you make those decisions of your lifestyle going, I'm going to be this, 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 and therefore me being fat and healthy is a sign of me being happy and make happy with my life choices. Yeah, which I think we're okay with. As she as she said as well, is that yeah. you know, for a mental health perspective, that is good, but may not necessarily be a physically healthy way to live. But mentally, if that's what the way you want to navigate life, go on, and, good on you. But I think what she's saying more is about the issues that are with BMI and doctors who traditionally only focused on the scales, yep. saying that someone who's 85 and 65, maybe this, you know, but have similar diet and uh, exercise habits, it is incorrect to label the heavier one as unhealthier, yep. purely based on the scales issue. Because yep. in terms of the way they eat and exercise, it, it is a healthy way. Yeah. It just happens to have a sh- – They just, it happens. Jesus Christ. Sorry. <laughs> she happens to have a, 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 a type of body shape or size that has heavier, you know, kind of scale. T- yeah. yeah. Maybe like a round or whatever. But it is – but the point I think what she was trying to say is that that is what HAES is trying to talk about is that you don't have to – be a specific uh, figure in terms of numbers on the scales to be considered healthy. Yep. Did you just fuck? <laughs> Jesus I did, Christ. I was trying to I, move. I don't think it picked up on the microphone, but how am I not meant to comment on that? You just fart on our podcast, you fucking animal. What now, is wrong with you? Now, this is not health at any size. This is just disgusting in for, all forms of I've, humanity. I've for listeners. Uh, I love a fart. It, it's, I'm a big fan <laughs> of farting. But can you not fart in front of our listeners? Uh, no, it, again, I, I like to apologize to my listeners. And to also, be fair, to, I did burp three weeks ago. <laughs> and also, we're in a very small room. Such a small room. <laughs> what a way to really uh, the, the tension of the topic that we're discussing. Yeah, but you like, just, and then we feel that every person uh, has a right to be their own size. <laughs> Um, um, but on that note, uh, it does draw what us. What the fuck is wrong with you? You think I'm going to be able to go back into the pod yes, now? You can. I am divorcing you. We're done with the pod. This is the end of the podcast. No, no, no. Um, I should say as well, by the way, uh, wait, wait, we had wait. a lovely little back and forth with me and uh, this uh, lady, and um, and she she completely understood where I was coming from. And I explained that I might have misunderstood what the movement was, and I appreciate the feedback. And then she said she came to my show, and she's coming to yours as well. Oh, no, she's not. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I did that on purpose. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, and it's really, uh, it's really um, nice to know that was a genuinely lovely feedback. Even though it was negative, it was something pulling us up on something. I appreciated it because it does mean that we, you know, we we are open to the idea of learning totally. These things. So and, and please do send us because a lot of the time, I think people, uh, core listeners, know that we're not, we're definitely not experts in any form, but we're also willing to learn and yeah. see how we've, you know, change our perspective. And and, so, and and that's why, you know, from I guess the last couple of episodes, uh, you know, the Nina. Nina one, uh, Nina Oyama was another one where we, some, we got uh, feedback. Some people uh, lied and some people found it very confronting. That's why we put the warning at the start. But what's really interesting is already the feedback we're getting uh, from the Georgie Carroll episode. And that kind of follows from what we were just talking about then, that, you know, when when you embrace that size and when you are at a particular uh, particular weight or mm-hmm. particular size, that you then take ownership and go, I will know this is these are the life choices I've made. But when it definitely does affect your physical health to the point where you need surgery and that you are physically struggling to walk, 
then surely the acknowledgement of, well, I've got a problem with food and weight, surely that's when you can't really stand behind that. And I think that's where we were- I think that's where we were coming from or I was coming from that if even then if you make those decisions and you're happy mentally but surely when your body is starting to fall apart because you're that big then you can't deny that you don't have a problem. I agree. Uh, I agree. And I think we tried our best to get that across. Um, you know, we only recorded the episode, what, three days ago? Yeah. So it's still fresh in our mind. But I think uh, – but it was a really interesting perspective originally which I – uh, you know, agree with that idea. It's similar to what uh, the listener who talked about HES said, is that if it helps you mentally process life, then, yeah, don't worry about how big you're getting. But I think it's um, it's kind of mis- your line, it's misleading to say that I'm perfect if you have physical yeah. representation of your body breaking in front of you yeah. and saying that it's f- it's fine. It might be fine overall because you're happy overall, yeah. but you can't say my body is fine. Because yeah, your totally. Body's actually because not. because we like and we love doing this show. We love the feedback, but like Georgie throwers, George's. Oh, it was the best. It was, it was so the, great because we were literally dumbfounded and and we didn't know we didn't know how to react. It, we were confused. I also think it was because we both uh, were not expecting it. No, I think no. We, we 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 went in thinking, oh, this is going to be a great one that it'll reinforce a lot of the <laughs> ideas that we've yeah, talked yeah. about from someone who themselves isn't, um, you know, as she said, she's quite fat herself. Yeah, and so we thought it'd be really interesting you know that we would be able to relate on that level where you are fat but you just and you know the knowledge yeah. but you're just not going to and then the one that and, and we've been talking about it throughout the last couple of days but like the one that keeps sticking back to me is that she has seen the outcomes of people not looking after their health how big they can get but then she followed up with yeah but i know how much a body can sustain and that's the one that threw me that she's seen people who's just abused their body, be it food or drugs. That's what she was talking about as well. But food in particular, where you, someone can just keep piling it on. And then we asked that question, what would be the one that would change to you? I was like, oh, if you got type 2 by diabetes, then she got, oh, well, that's when I stopped. Like, that's yeah. when I will stop. And that, that I'll be honest, I have, I thought about that three times a day. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about that. Yeah, because and to wait I, till something really goes bad before I, you fix. Because it. I've had that. That's that's how I quit drinking until something really bad has happened. Like yeah, changing my weight and changing my food is one of the first decisions I think I've made that wasn't done from a, a huge event that asked me to change. That was an ah. actual change, and so right. and I was just like, you didn't wait for a catastrophic. Yeah, heart attack. Moment. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I've, I've worked with so many people when I worked at council that had a heart attack because they were 150 kilos and they just sat in their office chair behind their computer and then one day they have to walk really quickly to the photocopier and they fucking have a heart attack. And, Jeff, I hope you're okay <laughs> because I was there that day. Uh, but, you know, like I just look at that. Yeah, and so if I was George, I would say, yeah, but there are skinny people who have heart attacks as well. Yeah, I totally. I, <laughs> that's yeah, that's the thing. That's, and we she, should say that. But I would say this though, like, uh, well, I can't. You can't deny what she's saying is true. That yes, you can be skinny and still have all these same issues. But it's about going. Well, we, 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 I'd ra- I personally would rather minimize my chances of it yeah. happening, even if I know it's like. I personally would rather keep both my knees. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I would. I'd rather have my original knees than two titanium ones. Yeah. Right. 
Um, <laughs> like, again, I've thought about this so much. <laughs> I've talked about we, it with my we, partner. We, we have to get Georgie back in. We do yeah, have to get Georgie back in because I, I, I know in the future because of the way my hips are, I'll have titanium hips, right? Like, I, I will I, I, just because of uh, the defect in my hips. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I'll be honest, like it was even mentioned with Georgie, if you lose the weight, there was less pain on your knees. It makes sense. I'm the same with my hips. As soon as I lost those 20 kilos, I've had less hip pain than yeah. I've ever had before. Right. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. but then again, in my head, I'd be like, I would never go. Oh, it hurts. I'll, I'll stack it on. I'm going to get metal ones anyway. Mine was the opposite. Remember, because I lost all the weight, and that meant there was more um, movements for me that affected my hips. <laughs> last year, when I put my hip out, yeah. So it was almost like the opposite for me. I lost yeah. weight, and that caused more injuries. <laughs> um, Hey, uh, I've, I've on got, the drinking I've, thing. Oh, can we, should well, we go to the negative the, feedback well, just, or have the drinking? Just, we'll go just quickly, just a quick note. Uh, before we started hitting record, I said something along the lines that um, I the hardest part for me was acknowledging um, that I have a I, I can't handle my booze. Is that I, I was I was a bad drunk. That was what I said to you. We were chatting off off yeah. air. I said the hardest part of about my sobriety was the first moment of acknowledging. I think I have a drinking problem. And hey, I. Um, I have to accept that I am not a good drunk. And yeah. you said to change it. And I said, hang on, save it for the pot. Well, I, I said, I said, cause I've heard you say it a couple of times and I've known you for, you know, well, close to a decade now. Um, Eight years. Uh, you so, ignored me the first three years cause you didn't think it was worth talking to me. No, it was so wasn't like that. <laughs> God, <laughs> we can name a lot of people who are, but um, the, uh, you know what actually that is based on? Um, I sent you a message after we um, met up once or hung out on Facebook and I said, hey, man, really nice to meet you. It was really great chatting to you and stuff. And uh, and it's short scene and you just never replied. And I thought it was you not giving a fuck. (laughs) Turns out you're just a fucking useless social media user. That is so true. Because remember, like when someone found out there was another folder with other messages. You remember, like there was yeah, a, yeah, like, the archive. Message. Yeah, the archive of it. I remember opening that up, and then I was looking through it. It was just so many messages. But then the worst thing, I was like, oh, you know, there was like people. I was like, you know, new people I've met, and I was like, yeah, oh. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then when I was like, and then I get to another, I was like, oh. I've missed out on a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was brutal, like yeah. brutal. You could have been like the next Bohemian Rhapsody, <laughs> Rami Malek, thinking we should get better. Um, no, because you use the term "you're a bad drunk." Now, yes, tell me. Uh, I don't, I think I because I've known you, and I feel like I started using that term. Uh, bad drunk. I don't think you were ever a bad drunk because I reckon a bad drunk is someone who is generally a bad drunk, a bad person to be around with, that it can times get aggressive, can get annoying, can get sleazy, like that kind of – I. that is a bad drunk because at the time you're drunk and you're bad, right? Mm. I never would never ever put you into that category. So I just – I reckon the other way to pitch it is not to say you're a bad drunk, um, uh, is that you you couldn't handle your alcohol, now I know people go that's different because I would have thought that's the same. So but no, because I reckon you couldn't handle alcohol because that also and, you, and when and then you can refresh and go I couldn't handle my alcohol because I would just be depressed the next day or that I would eat bad food or that I wouldn't be able to uh, consume uh, a certain amount because the bad drunk means that you're bad behaviour and I don't think you were I don't think you're bad mm, I I, I, I reckon, appreciate sure that, there's but, always moments but yeah. like people always go why did you quit drinking you were never bad drunk that's what people keep telling me you, you weren't a bad drunk though but I was I've been pointing out to people that that's just because you weren't a bad drunk doesn't mean that 
I didn't have a problem with it. Right. It was just that I would still have overconsumed. It would have a deep impact on my relationship, have a deep in- impact on my health. Right. And then all the adverse effects that happen. So it's the binge eating afterwards, the smoking the pot, uh, profusely masturbating in the bathroom, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah, sure. Like, you- like things that everyone does when they're drunk. No, no, no. But it became an addiction, everything well, outside that. You, you sidestepped something you just said about the bathroom. Oh, <laughs> okay. Everyone does that. But does everyone do that? Yes, no yeah. one does that. What oh. the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> okay. So tell me this. So okay. you get really oh, drunk. No. So you're at so you're no. at the you're at the pub, Boo. right? You're at Let's the Brunswick. Edit you're, you're at the Brunswick Hotel having a few frothies <laughs> and you're like, oh, I'm just gonna go to the toilet. <laughs> have you ever in a night out decided to go to the toilet and have a wank? Look, it's been a great podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god, you have? Yes, I have. I have. Mid session, mid session, just yeah. watching the footy with mates. No, not like what a specky. <laughs> I need to whack one out. Yeah, uh, I have had to whack one out. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And what what was with in, inspo? Uh, I was just really horny. But like, what what was it? where we where were you? What venue? Oh, God, it would have to be somewhere on Brunswick Street, but not a strip 20s. club. No. So what spurred <laughs> it on? Can afford strip clubs in Australia? I mean, serious. But wait, wait, wait. What was the event? Like, so someone just a normal pub or a bar? I was just drunk. I was really horny. I was like, this is really annoying. Uh, I can't go home. Uh, Why can't you go home? Because well, well, like, my partner would be asleep. I couldn't wake her up. I can't pick How up How loud are you else. when you wank? Uh, I'm pretty loud. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got Wanking! <laughs> wank, 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 wank. Um, no. So, yeah, I just – I look, and to be honest, like, I – I I can I can beat one out if need be under a minute. Go now. I'll pa- I'll pad for one minute. No, I, I, well I definitely <laughs> don't do that. I thought you actually about you like. Oh, well, okay, I'm like fuck, man. No, pick my tone when I'm not being serious. I don't know how good an actor you think I am, but I'm not that good in my head. But fucking hell, don't do that, please. No, no, but no, also, is that a, some kind of crime? Is that a like a no no no? Because it was I used <laughs> I used the disabled one. <laughs> I guess I do have a disability. <laughs> I'd love, I'd love to see you get par- park at the di- disabled parking at a supermarket, and then they get pulled up for it. But it's no, no, it's okay, guys. I have to wank a lot. It's a real problem. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit, man. What did we stumble upon there? I know. So, okay, let's go. Like, well, Cole, we've over this kind of words, but I feel like a lot. Can we say. Wow, this yeah. is. If we're we're going to go deep if I say this. Say it. Okay. So, I reckon a lot of my weight issues in the past uh, was largely because. Oh, okay. I. I have it quite a substantial sex drive, like, and there's a lot of people who have that as well. Uh, but because I was in, uh, on do you think off, a lot of the weight is just the weight off your balls? Well, no, that I couldn't get enough sex in my relationship at the time, mm-hmm. and so therefore I would then eat, right? Eat and wank. I, I think it was just it was just that I felt I at times felt a general sense of shame about how much I wanted to fuck. Right. So that shame to try and cover that shame up, you would co- uh, go for comfort food. Yeah. So would you then, but would you relieve yourself before or after? 
Well, it depends how much garlic sauce was on the kebab. <laughs> so if there's more, do you do less? Because like, if you have chili sauce on your fingers as you're doing that, that really would... Uh, uh, yeah, no, just, but seriously, though, like, as in, would it be a thing where you would then, um, you know, relieve yourself and then all of a sudden you, like, feel shame about that and then eat? Oh, uh, maybe not. No, no, it wasn't like that. It was just like, oh, I can't have sex tonight and I've already joked off God knows how many times a day. I'm just going to just binge on food. That's pretty much what it was. Right. So, like, we... It, it was you, just an you, outlet. You were on Brett Blake and Kelly Fastuka's podcast, World's, yep. f- worst, world's worst First Dates, and you talked quite openly about uh, a lot of this e- these issues, and you revealed that you started um, masturbating at a young age. And I started at seven years old. Yeah, see, how does that even work? It's just, I just became absolutely infatuated with the female form, and I understood what sex was at a very young age, and it's not like I had a bad upbringing. How did you not even, like, do it? Um, I... Because you saw it in a movie or something. Like, it's even really? like simple, like a simple sex scene. Like, if you think back to the movies in the 80s that were just normal PG and there'd be like a sex scene in bed. And it, but like, American Pie and stuff doesn't come out till 98. No, 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 no. You look back. Okay. So look, look at one, like, um, like if I think, like, think about movies, like, what's one? Uh, I think there's a scene, uh, well, Police Academy for one. When do they masturbate in that? Uh, they don't masturbate that, but they have sex. Oh, okay. and there's naked women. Like it's not that well, masturbation, yeah. but it was just like it's right, right. It hinted to yeah, sexualities. Hinted. And stuff. I mean, I mean, sexiness. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So I think that was like that was it was quite prevalent in the eighties. And I just, I, I just had this thing where I was like, already by a young age, I was just like, how amazing are boobs? Yeah, but I had that as well. Did like, you have it at seven? Man, I was nine when I started putting posters of Pamela Anderson on my uh, on my wall in my desk. Yeah, wow, nine. See, I there know. you go. I know, but I didn't know what to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> like I just knew that I loved Cindy Crawford and Pamela Anderson. Those were my two. Like, yeah. Uh, I just I just was adored both of them and just had yeah. my wall covered, like my desk and stuff, just pictures of them, and I loved both of them in different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I didn't just didn't know what was happening. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I didn't know there was a thing that you can do with your hand to try and calm yourself down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So totally. that's what I kind of find fascinating that you knew to do it. Yeah, but it's it's funny because there's a great book by uh, Pamela Connolly. <laughs> Wait, no, no, there is. It's, it's an amazing it's called Playboy. Uh, <laughs> it's an amazing novel. <laughs> it's an amazing novel. The center page is brilliant. No, uh, Pamela Conley is uh, Billy Conley's wife, and she's a sex therapist, and she has an amazing book. It's just called Sex, and it just talks about sex from uh, the day you were born, your sexuality always to the day pretty much in your 80s, and she talks about it in the decades, and it's really, really interesting. If you want to delve into your own sexuality, uh, whatever you know, you, you know, you're into, it really breaks it down to young kids and because a lot of young kids like I remember I was like I thought I was a bit of a freak uh, being young and being that into it but you find it it's actually really common like really common and if you speak to primary school teachers like some of the stories they tell you about finding what kids do or what they get up to at first was like demonize me like what are you doing when actually it's just young kids just trying to find out yeah. where their bodies are and it's a different stage. I get that I think I had like early memories of erections and didn't know what was happening. I thought I had like a, uh, I'd see like a bra catalog or a bra ad yeah. and get a stiffy and I thought I had a superpower. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because I didn't know what I could do with the power because yeah. you don't know that's a thing that happens to everyone. Yeah. Because you have your penis for like, what, four or five years and then suddenly out of one day, all of a sudden it just starts changing shape and it'd be, I was like, oh, I got to, I got to, um, you know, and it only happens when I saw a sexy lady on TV or something like that. Yeah. Right? And then I told my brother, I told my brother, hey, this thing happens to me. <laughs> uh, I can't remember whether he's, he's listening right now. 
whether he can feel me and whether he shared that it happens to him as well or not. I don't remember that. Yeah. But we definitely had a code word for it. So, for example, as soon as it, um, you know, it would happen in uh, on the telly, he'd be like, hey, has it happened? I'm like, yeah. And it, it's like, so it made me think that, you know, it was, ah. a, you know, it's like, I, can't, I don't know. I can't, don't know what's happening, but it's happened. And then I'd never forget this mom and dad in the front of the car. I'm in the middle seat. And it was just like painful. Like it was just happening. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Say, say I had my little fucking brief tiny undies on. Yeah. And this thing was just like hurting. And I was like, well, I don't know what happens, mom and dad. Like it's like every morning <laughs> when I wake up, there's this thing. And, and, and my poor parents, like this, you know, I love them, but they're not very good with communicating sex yeah. stuff. They just smiled and just looked at each other and then just kept driving. <laughs> it's amazing. What would you have said to a child in that moment? Well, I, I think now I'm well educated enough to just you, we just normalize it as much as you could. You just would normalize it that it's natural. It's part of every like you just wouldn't make it as normal as you possibly could. So that's what that's they should have. I think they should have done that, but I don't remember what they said. I felt like they just because my parents it. went the other way. What like anal? Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> Um, no, like for instance, my, like my six, my sister once came in, right? And I don't know if I mentioned this in the pod. No, uh, but uh, I remember like my mum out of nowhere. She was like fifteen or sixteen. Mum, we're in the kitchen, and I remember her making crumpets, and and uh, and then mum turning goes to my sister, "Have you had sex?" And she goes, "No." And mum goes, "You should. It's so good." Oh, you have mentioned that, this, and yeah. then walks out. And I remember she was so comfortable, and I think she wanted to create a space that, so that if she was, right. that there was an opportunity to talk Chat about, about it. it, so you don't do dangerous, yeah. risque things like that. Because I think as a like as a kid, I was like, I, I was the same thing. Like I was growing up. Like so, classic example is, is this: I realized, uh, you know, you'd see it on television, and that it was the only time you could see booze, and it's not like. Yeah, this is before the internet and everything. Yeah. And I remember you get the television guide and the only time you got to see boobs or any sex scenes was on SBS. So you would get the catalogue and you would open yeah. there and I would look at the late movies. And see yeah. the N. So you'd see the N for nudity. Yep. A for adults uh, scenes. Yep. Uh, then not S, A, not AS for anal sex. The, no, and then S for sex. Uh, and then uh, there was a new one which was- uh, uh, N for nut. For, <laughs> for nut. But I remember- when I remember just getting the magazine one time and I was like, because I know I try and time it with a video recorder to be able to record it. Oh, yeah, 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 I did all that. that. But, but not I, SBS. But then I was like, this is how far I realised. I was like, how horny can one one kid get? Is I'd flip over and I'd see all the letters and just knowing that that was coming up. So you would have a Pavlovian response to the letters? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I'd just be like, oh, man, I don't care, but that's coming up in a couple of days. That's enough for me. So you'd bar up just for the letters. Oh, to see the combination that's of so N, S, A. I'll be like, wow, that is, yes. That is next level. Because huh? my mind could go. Could of go. course, of course. fills in the blanks, right? It fills in it's the blanks. A, and it's, a, it's not dissimilar to some of the other compulsive behaviors that we have around food and stuff. Like for me, the lead up to cheat day had that effect on me where it was it was the anticipation of overeating on that one day yeah, yeah. that was more into, uh, more exciting. Like they talk about gambling gam- gamblers with poker machines. They've, t- um, they've, they've tested the, uh, what's the dopamine or something, yeah, the dopamine. happiness thing yeah. that is at its maximum uh, when they're just, just before they pull the lever. So it's actually not even the result. So even if they win – the thrill they get when they win isn't as high as the moment just before they pull the lever. Yeah. So it's always the anticipation that yeah. we we crave more. It's yeah. not the actual result. Totally. So that really corroborates what you're saying with the SPS thing and with the, the MA rating or whatever. That makes sense that you had such an addiction or such a 
craving to the idea of, uh, and, of, of that. And, that. and that's why I feel really lucky that I, to some degree, even though I was ashamed of my sexuality about how, you know, how, how strong, strong, strong yeah. it was, but at the same time, you know, discovering it later in life and reading about it and then, you know, having someone to share it with over the last two decades and trying to learn about it, even though yeah. that was maybe sometimes part of the problem. But the thing about it is it was before the internet. And I just have that thing where it's like now every boy, every young man has instant access. The, the, I, the anticipation, the imagination, it does not exist. You just have it there, you hit, and you're done. And the expectations. And that's why, like, in my head, like, you know. Yeah, I'm, so do you think you would have, if the internet was there, you'd have more control or less control? Less. And, less but then control. also, But then also I reckon it would have generally, and I've known friends, like, porn's just generally affected their relationship. Right. That they can't then connect. Like, it's just, yeah, it's yeah. just an absolute. And there was a period where I was looking at it for, you know, eight, like so much. I was like. I, I knew it was unhealthy, but then that too became an addiction. You're like, you have to stop it. Is there a healthy – what's your relationship with porn now? I don't watch it. You don't? you no. Zero? So any kind of sexual stuff is mainly from just like memories or – Yeah, usually memories or just letters in an alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> Scrabble. <laughs> You're a fucking nightmare, Scrabble, just fucking knocking the board off yeah, with your erection. Yeah, just you put down a seven-letter word. You're like, I've got to go. <laughs> no, it's like A-S-N-M-A. Oh, fuck, can I spell Mensa? No, just come. Uh, hey, what uh, – yeah, for me, I'm trying to find my relationship where I understand my issue because I um, I use porn, I would say. Yep. I don't think I'm addicted to it. I, 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 I have a better relationship with it. I would say yep. definitely in my teens. I, I was sort of that generation that, picked, you know, it started coming through. Yeah. Towards the end, like in school, like 16, 15. So I don't think my relationship is healthy with it. So I'm trying to bring more control with it, uh, bring some control back to it. Because the access alone, like even though oh, as a so teenager. Like, yeah, my phone, I'm very hesitant to give anyone my phone because uh, we. Uh, I just scared someone might see my search history. And it's never anything weird. It's just embarrassing to see. Oh, you know? totally. Because it shows you, like, well, A, what you're into. Because for me, the only way I had access to porn was, okay, <laughs> which was I was a uh, – uh, I was a paper paper boy, so in my early teens, I do papers early round, paper round. Everyone's done it. Uh, so then, occasionally, I would then uh, there'd be the porno Wait, mags oh, at the back. Mag? So you know, at like Playboy at the Playboy. No, like at the back of the news agency. So oh, that's, I didn't know that, right? Yeah. Oh, at the news agency. Yeah. Sure, 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 sure. So occasionally, Sorry. if he had old backed up ones, he'd leave them in the back room to send them back, and occasionally. I would yoink one. Oh. And if there was only I could only like there was only like 10, he wouldn't notice if there was one gone when he was returning it. But it was amazing because I remember I only had like 3 or 4. Yeah. But they were just just worth gold, right? It was just knowing that they were underneath my bed. <laughs> I could just whack one off. Just I wouldn't even have to open it. Just knowing that they were there. Just the no- yeah, even yeah, just yeah. the knowledge that I had yeah, yeah, access yeah. to it. Like again, the anticipation, the yeah, dopamine the, is just yeah, there. It, it was just amazing. My uh, my I lived in a house of fourteen people. Right, my brother and I were the only uh, non-Muslims in the house. The rest of the family is all Muslims and stuff like yeah. that. But our oldest cousin, she would order. Um, a Victoria's Secret catalog from America because it's a free thing. You just yeah. and they deliver it, and it was always erased to either before she gets it or one of us get it first. <laughs> <laughs> if we got it, it's not coming back. It's gone. <laughs> That's really funny. It's so funny. My brother and I, it was like a picture. Like we got it. <laughs> she, she's like, can you? They're telling my mom, can you please tell your sons to give me my picture? <laughs> <laughs> so 
It's Don't so worry, good. it was a Muslim house, so we always faced Mecca when we did Oh man, oh, we, really we, we need to start uh, wrapping yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, wrap I, I, I had a fucking whole... Look what yeah, I printed I know, out here. I know. Because I went to a dietitian two hours ago. I had so much to talk about. Well, we have to save it. We, we have to okay, save, we save it. the dietitian chat. Uh, um, what I want to finish off... First of all, I want to hear the, uh, a negative bit uh, of negative our last, uh, but, but, but before that, I want to say about the bad drunk thing. This is where we stumbled out of oh, yeah. bad drunk. I appreciate you saying I was not a bad drunk, but I think we need to be careful about putting... Um, dismissing someone saying this made me feel bad and not good and someone saying, no, you're fine because that is the shit that undid me for longer than it should have. Because a lot of my behavior wasn't necessarily things that I am now proud of, but at the time was passed off as larrikinism because of, you know, going, oh, you're fine, you're fine. But I was like, well, am I? Because I fucking woke up in a uh, in jail overnight. Yeah, I've, yeah, I, yeah. I've woken up at a... Emergency. Have you woken up in jail? Yes. Okay. Uh, we've I'm talked bad. about haven't we? No. Oh, okay, another no, episode. No. Uh, well, I didn't wake up in jail, but I've, I've been put in jail. I, you know, I'm in a DV van and stuff like that. I did wake up in an emergency ward once. In yeah, a that's waiting scary. Room I've had that. And just not knowing how I got there, seeing sitting next to a guy who was covered in blood. Yeah. That all happened during a time where I was then telling the story to friends as if it's a great story. Yeah, yeah, how yeah. How funny is this story? I woke up in the emergency ward. Isn't oh, what a crazy yeah. life I have. So those types of things. I think it's dangerous to dismiss someone saying, hey, I have to acknowledge that I am a bad drunk. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I feel like every one of us have our own versions of what is a bad drunk. Totally. The level of uh, standard of living that we're willing to accept for ourselves is different for each other. But if someone is saying, for example, my brother's rock bottom, my brother quit drinking as well. Yep. His rock bottom is pathetic compared to our stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's his rock bottom. Yeah, totally. So his his worst one is as bad as he needed for him to make a decision to stop drinking. Yeah. It will be wrong of me to go, nah, come on, that's just soft, harden up, just do, you know, you're not as bad as other people. But that's just our culture. Because, that, like, that's what scares the shit out of me. Which is why I want to call you out on, you know, trying yeah. to change the, the framing of the way I'm saying it. Because I, I have, have realized that... There were multiple occasions which were red flags or things that other people would have gone, you know what, I drink too much and when I drink too much, I behave in a bad way that doesn't make me feel happy. There was so many of that along the way that I should have pulled up stumps, but it took so long before I finally had to acknowledge to myself, I think I'm a bad drunk. Yeah, but and that's but, but that's what annoys me the rest of society because if you say you're a bad drunk, people think it's just that little, that little night out that you were bad when really, no, it affects your whole life. That's where the terminology, yeah. I think, needs to change. So people and all people understand that when you say you're a bad drunk, that it, it's not just that night where you were boozing. It's the next morning. It's the right. layup emergency. It's how you affect your relationships. It's yeah. all that yeah, kind all of, of stuff. Health, money, all that. Summary. Because so, yeah. people don't. To honestly, if I said to my cousin, "Yeah, I was a bad drunk," he's like, "No, you weren't." Like, oh, that yeah. night you went home at three, and we put you in the cab. No, 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 mate. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about everything else. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. On top of all the anxiety that comes up afterwards and all that shit like Ben Russell's show Philly angst yeah. word which is a Dutch word or something no it's uh, German German word for the anxiety you feel after a night out yeah um, um, angst and uh, I think on top of all of that as I'm 100% in agreement with you on top of that I genuinely have like 10 different incidents that should yeah. have been one one should have been enough but because I kept telling myself, no, you're fine. You're a yeah. You're fine. It's hilarious. So, or, you know, this is just, this is just you know, uni, this, this is, is uni a behavior. phase. That's what I used to say. It's a phase. This is cute. It's hilarious because it was also funny because I was someone who never drank. And all of a sudden I'm drinking like, you know, 
like yeah. hilarious. Like, oh, the Sri Lankan student, the kid. You know, he look at him. He's he never drank before, but look at him. He's now fucking yeah, running yeah. naked through a lecture theater. Good well, on you, him. You, ad- you identify yourself with that. My sense of identity was very yeah. strongly linked to that, and was also rewarded as going. He's now worth hanging out with. He's a fun guy because he does this dumb shit to himself. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, going to Wilson's prom, um, driving for four hours, and I decided I'm going to have 17 v, seeing how many VBs I can have in the drive, and 17 of them, right? Yeah. And it's just a fucking menace to my friends who want to set up camp, but I can't I that, because I'm drunk. I love that you did that with beer, and I did exactly the same thing with weed. <laughs> Yeah, right, right. So this is why. So do you understand why I, I feel like it's important not to dismiss? No, no, I'm not dismissing says, it. I just, I, I would say so. When if I'm saying I'm a bad drunk, it, it's I it's don't more appreciate you saying you. No, 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 I don't think you are. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's but more I, like I, I like let. Don't, it's hard as it is for me to accept. Yeah. For myself, and I've had to fight those urges. Like I'm not beating myself up because you know what I have decided that I'm acknowledge that I'm a bad drunk and therefore I'm fixing it or yeah. I have decided that I am we you could say to some degree you could say you have fixed it because you I don't have, drink. Yeah. Yeah, I have fixed it. Because you, you've it. actually like chopped the problem. That I would change the phrasing. You're right. I yeah. can change I I, I acknowledged an issue that I want to get better at and I did it and I've held off for the yeah. last two and a half years. A lot of people could see that as as an extreme approach, but it's an approach that's actually worked for you. Because that's the other thing that I hate people who go, oh, my God, did you have to be that drastic? I was like, no, it's not that drastic. It's not that drastic for me. You might find it drastic because you're working with your own issues with alcohol. Yeah. But the moment now I had a problem with alcohol. Yeah. I know you don't think I was a bad drunk, but I actually was a bad drunk because it affected everything else in my life. Right. And it's like, can can you, it's like you almost need to just realize that in those moments, this is hard as it is, especially sobriety for me. It was hard as it is. Yeah. So I don't need friends or family yeah. reinforcing that side of me that wants to go back totally. into it by saying, no, you weren't that bad. Come on. It's yeah. like just have have four. You can stop at four. I'm like, I'm telling you. Do you still you- have people who do that? Yes. See, I, I've been very – I like when I quit, I just went – as soon as someone <laughs> said that to me, I said, can you not say that to me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. I just, I just chopped it straight up, and I was like, "Yeah, what you're doing look, is not I've, helping." I've, I've learned that it's more to do with them than it has anything totally. to do with me. Because and we've talked about it before. Like I've lost friends since I've quit drinking. Yeah, because it's if you are someone who also struggles with this issue, and then you see someone who had a worse problem and they fixed it, then you only have yourself to realize I should fix it too. If they can do it, so can I. Yeah. And if I'm not doing it, that means. I'm feeling bad about myself. So it's easier for me to say if I was someone who's saying it's easier for me to get you back on boozing yeah. so that we're on level playing field than for me to try and step up to the highest standard of living that you've accepted for yourself. And and you know what's really interesting? In the last this has been such a good pod, but uh Oh, go, go if you say so yourself. <laughs> no, no, no. But it's just like so I, I talked about how losing a friend. That friend came to my show absolutely blind a couple of nights oh, ago. Oh wow. And it was, and and I maybe I pushed it and think we, the relationship wasn't there. But again, he got up there and he was stonked. He was absolutely stonked. It was nice to see him. I missed him, yeah. even though we don't really see much of each other because th- that was a big component of yeah. our relationship. And then when I saw him, he was absolutely blind. And it was just a reminder where I was like, "Oh, you're at a different stage in your yeah. life." And yeah. and you know what? Because that's how much you enjoy doing it. I just. I guess we just can't hang out. Thanks for coming to the show. Yeah. He's like, do you want to come out? Oh, you don't drink. That's okay. It's like he's accepted finally that I don't drink anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is you and that's, that's – But does it mean gonna- I want to hang out with someone who's completely blind? 
Yeah. That, there was that comment. That, like, you know, yeah. it's, not, it's not that you've made the decision. I had about. an interesting moment on Saturday night show uh, of my cheat day show, 945. Uh, I think this will be done. But by the time this comes out, I think the comedy festival will be done. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe. It might actually come out this week. Okay, let's okay, so say if it's coming out. Let's put it out this week. So yep. we got the weekend left uh, and we also have our live show on the 21st of April, yep. which we have just confirmed one guest, uh, which we can't tell you who. But um, do we hint? No, that's not. Hint? Uh he loves business class. <laughs> what a hint. Uh, and also we'll have one more big guest who just texted me mid-thing mid that yep. they can confirm tomorrow if they can or not. So it's a, it's a big, be guest, yep. big, big guest. Um, so anyway, uh, that's that's happening Sunday 4.30 at the European Beer Cafe. My solo show at 9.45 at the Victoria Hotel on Saturday night. Um there was a guy who was his birthday. He was really drunk at the start. And I tried to talk to him initially. And I realized, oh, he's a bit of a mess. I better not yeah. engage because it's a long show. I have a lot to get through. Um, and fair income, mate. Like literally I do the way the way I do the show is, you know, joke, 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 joke. And then there's a last one last thing that I do after I put the microphone in the stand. And it's like a one minute wrap up of the show with one, one joke left. Just yeah. one joke left. And in that moment, that is the moment that guy, the drunk guy, decides to stand up and stumble through the crowd. And he's so hammered. He's trying to look for the toilet. He miss, doesn't know. He goes backstage <sighs> thinking he's walking. To, and he's about to piss, I think. But he's like, where's the fucking toilet? Where's the toilet? And then he trips on the PowerPoint and kills all the lights and the no. microphone for that last joke. And if any of our listeners were there that night, I think a few of them were, you saw how angry I got. because it's, And it's a really – I was really upset after that night because of how angry I got. And I've spoken about this on the podcast before because in those moments I realized the anger is not so much – it is about them and how much they've ruined this crescendo. Yeah. Like I'm building to the crescendo, right? <sighs> Even saying it out now, I'm just realizing how much I'm getting worked up. Yeah. But it was because that kind of behavior just reminds me of exactly the type of person I was when I was yeah. drinking. And it just comes that, – that, that behavior comes with – a thousand feelings of anxiety of the way I behaved and yep. the regrets I have and the embarrassment I brought to my friends and family all rushing like my yep. brain is just firing all those stories in one go. Like I can't you even pick yourself. I can't like but I'm not it's happening on a subconscious level. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not going, oh this is like that, but that's exactly the type of mess I used to be yep. having no awareness of how much of a menace and a pain in the ass I'm being. Because He's not a bad guy. It was just nah. his birthday. He's having a good time and he's just trying to, you know, like he's just lost. He's just confused or yeah. whatever. But that's the exact type of person I was, like just a real – and you farted again. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? I, I, this time you didn't I, even – this time you didn't even – No, because I didn't want I – was, I was engaging with you. But you led to the <laughs> side. Fuck, I'm done. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. we got to finish. we got to finish. Yeah. we got to finish. <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, just a reminder, uh, Atil has left the building and has left the door open. Uh, but again, don't forget uh, to see cheat days. Uh, it's still at the Victoria Hotel at uh, quarter to nine. Only two more shows left. Three, actually, because this will be coming out very, very soon. Uh, my show, uh, yes, uh, The Caffeinator Returns, again, finishes on the 20th at 7.15. And again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you everyone who's already bought uh, tickets to uh, our live show. Uh, we would love to. 
see you again. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Live show that is again the 21st uh, Sunday at 4.30 at the European Beer Cafe. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, mate. <laughs>